Hey, Braves fans, welcome into this edition of a check-in from Florida. And we're joined by Assistant General Manager for the Atlanta Braves and in charge of player development, Ben Sestanovich. And Ben, thanks for taking some time. And uh, I know you're glad to have baseball back. Yeah, thanks, Chris. I, absolutely. We're, uh, we're very happy to be back, uh, back talking about rosters and, and watching, uh, you know, baseball on a daily basis down here. So um, thanks for having me. It was just over a year ago that things stopped. You sent players home. Minor league camp had just kind of gotten going uh, down there in Northport. Your first really year there, your first year in the organization's uh, in this organization, things stopped. Tell me what your life was like at that point, and then just trying to keep track of guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, unprecedented and, and unexpected to say the least. Uh, I think we were all uh, scrambling to to one degree or another uh, last March. Um, minor league camp had started. We were about a week in and. Uh, kind of next thing you knew, the the NBA was suspending its season, and we started talking about what's going to happen in baseball. And um, you know, I, I would say uh, sort of organized chaos for uh, for a couple days there as we tried to figure out how to get everybody home and and you know do what was best for our for our players and uh, uh, make sure everybody was safe. So uh, it was definitely a scramble there at the end. Um, you know, and I'd say in the in the short term sort of right after that, it was, it was kind of a wait and see mode. You know, we didn't know, would we be back soon? Would we, would we not? Um, you know, it was, it was kind of hard to know how to plan. Um, but, uh, I think the, the thing we, we tried to do best was just stay in touch with our players, even when there, when there wasn't a ton of information to, uh, to communicate. Um, you know, I think it was particularly for, for all of us that are used to, you know, baseball all summer long, uh, you know, it was it was uh, it was pretty pretty lonely uh, lonely existence. Obviously, you know, uh, nothing in comparison to what what a lot of other people were dealing with. But I think we really tried to just you know as best we could make people feel uh, feel like they were still part of something. And you know, I think our our staff, our coaches, our, our strength coaches, our trainers did a really nice job checking in with all of our players um, periodically. And uh, you know, unfortunately, we weren't able to have a minor league season, but. Uh, you know, I uh, I know we're all we're all uh, very excited to get back going on the minor league side of things uh, here in a couple weeks with uh, with minor league camp and and then the upcoming minor league seasons. Of course, last year you were able to set up a alternate training site for uh, the Atlanta team in Gwinnett. Talk about what went into making that happen, and then how much player development went on there and how much were you guys able to assess uh, a player's progress? Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously it was a, a unique circumstance. Uh, it was, you know, with spring training plus the season, it was about a three month, uh, um, exercise in some ways, uh, you know, uh, and we didn't have other teams to play. Uh, we didn't have, you know, a game to look forward to every night. So it was definitely a pretty unique environment. And I think, um, really our effort was to just, um, you know, simulate things as best as we could and keep guys ready, um, you know, when, and if they were needed, um, in the big leagues, um, you know, and, and, and really I give our staff and our players there all the credit for, 
just the energy and the attitude that they um, they brought to the park every day. You know, it was a, it was a, it was sort of a, a monotonous environment, but I will say the energy was good. You know, we did our best with playing some night games, piping in crowd noise like they they were in big league stadiums. You know, putting velos up on scoreboards and and trying trying to to give guys as much of a game feel as possible. But you know, at the same time. We didn't always have a full, full, full uh, array of players, and you know you'd have four defenders out there, and and a pitcher and a catcher and a hitter, and you know we made do. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, in a lot of ways it was different, but uh, I also think there were uh, there were you know there were some some real moments for for development, and and guys took their work seriously, and and despite all the challenges. Uh, you know, came out of it, uh, hopefully in a better spot than, uh, than, uh, than they entered. And in a sense, you kind of had that feel of a minor league season. The fact that you were able to have some of your players make major league debuts last year, Christian Pache, William Contreras, Ian Anderson, Tucker Davidson. So you still had that aspect where you were able to see players from your development system and homegrown talent able to make those major league debuts and also be able to contribute in, in really what, deter- what really was a major factor down the stretch last year in Atlanta. Yeah. You know, obviously it's always incredibly exciting to see these guys graduate from the minor leagues and, uh, and, and contribute at the big league level. And uh, you know, obviously a, a little bit of a unique environment last year uh, to see that happen. But uh, I know the group in Gwinnett um, was all really excited when, when kind of all those debuts happened, as you mentioned. Uh, and, and I think the other players really maybe more so than in a normal season really felt like, uh, felt really true excitement for, for those guys. You know, we, we would have some, uh, when we did play at night, we'd have the, have the big league games on, on the scoreboard there in Gwinnett and, and guys would finish up the, the live BP or the SIM game or whatever we had going on and sit in the dugout, uh, you know, spaced out and, and watch Ian pitch or, or, or watch these guys play. So I think there was a cool sort of collective, uh, collective um, excitement about it all, given the, the, uh, the sort of the weirdness of the year. So um, yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely great to, to see those guys go up and, and really despite not having games, um, at the minor league level, go up and 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 perform at a high level. So um, that was really encouraging to see from all those guys. I know from your history, you're a big analytics guy. So at the alternate training site last year, how much were you able to get a grasp on a lot of the numbers these guys were producing? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think uh, I'm not sure I'd go big analytics necessarily. Like, I think we like information, right? Like we like, you know, we like feedback for our, for our players, for our coaches, um, wherever it comes from, whether it's a, whether it's a number or a, you know, or a, or a very experienced, uh, coach or, or whatever it might be. Um, you know, uh, we're, we, we like information. So, um, yeah, I think, I, I think, you know, certainly challenges. Like there was no, you know, guys didn't put up, you know, um, you know, uh, a traditional batting line, you know, I mean, they, they had at bats, but they were facing the same pitchers over and over again. So it's kind of hard to know um, exactly what you're looking at. Um, But, you know, I do think that 
some of the things that uh, that exist during a normal season, you know, still still held true at the alternate site. You know, uh, I mean, Ian Anderson didn't have there, there was no box score to official box score to go see how he was pitching. But I will tell you, you know, the players tend to kind of tell you when they're ready. And, you know, Ian rattled off two or three starts right before he made his big league debut where, uh, I mean, he was, he was dominant, you know, he was, he was striking out, you know, close to half the guys he faced. Um, and these were hitters who'd seen him a lot. So I think it was only that much more impressive. So, um, you know, in, in certain senses, you know, watching the game and, and, you know, I'm looking at, at all the other information that we, that we can get these days, um, still, still told us a, a pretty, pretty accurate story of, of, of what was going on. And, uh, you know, we had, we had guys from the front office and, and so forth come to come to Gwinnett a decent amount and, and see the sim games. Alex would, uh, would make the drive, uh, quite frequently. So, um, we, we had, we had our eyes on, on what was going on and, uh, you know, despite not having true games, I think, uh, I think we were able to, you know, uh, do the best we could. Let's fast forward uh, to the off season last year and yeah. moving into December. Obviously, it was a, an off season that Major League Baseball has really never seen before. Trade market was different. Free agent market was different. Um, but really, your system went unscathed through the off season, which can be a good thing and a bad thing, more good than bad. You have a lot of guys they're going to be fighting for spots. Obviously, we're seeing the battles for a spot in Atlanta or for spots in Gwinnett. It trickles down to Mississippi and on down. So how has it been the last few months reaching out to guys, signing players, and having some tough conversations along the way, I'm sure, too? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, roster decisions are, are hard in any season, um, and we make plenty of mistakes uh, coming out of spring training on on who goes where and uh, – you know, uh, that's inevitable. You know, we're, uh, we're, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're human in, in that, in that regard. And I, I think, you know, normally we have the previous full season that, that helps, uh, you know, helps inform some of those decisions. And, and without that, like, no, no doubt, they're going to be more difficult this year, but, um, you know, we're going to have to do the best we can and, uh, and have our guys go out and, and compete for, uh, for for jobs and uh you know look forward to uh to uh you know in around a month uh sending sending four affiliates out to to begin their season so uh a lot can change between now and then and 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 no doubt it will be more of a challenge than than it is uh under normal circumstances and then of course you add the layer on top of that that major league baseball has taken over uh the minor league system now with the new pdls now i uh, PDLs. Now, obviously with the Braves, you own all your affiliates except for Augusta. So really not much of a difference as far as your relationships there, but you do eliminate an entire level of baseball. So that gives you, uh, or that eliminates a lot of players along the way also. So that adds to that challenge, but anything regarding the new system of minor league baseball that you you're paying attention to? Um, you know, not, I, I wouldn't say, uh, a ton has changed from our perspective, uh, just given the unique nature of, of the Braves minor league system, as you mentioned that, that, you know, three of our four affiliates we own, um, you know, I think probably, uh, you know, bigger changes for other organizations potentially. Um, you know, I think 
biggest thing for us, I mean, we're thrilled to add uh, Augusta uh, to the mix and, and have uh, really all four of our affiliates, um, you know, in, uh, in pretty close proximity to Atlanta. I think that's a big advantage uh, for all sorts of reasons. So, um, you know, I think, I think we're really excited to, to get going uh, um, in all four places and, and particularly to, to, you know, welcome a, a, a new affiliate into the fold. Now let's uh, fast forward to now. Um, yeah. You know, w- what are you doing today? We're, we're just uh, a couple of days away from MLB opening day. You know, what's on your agenda today as now minor league camp fully begins? You have a lot of players that were invited to big league camp that are there. But as you move to set up an alternate training site and have guys in Florida, what's going through your mind now? Yeah, I mean, as, as you said, a lot of balls in the air. Um, obviously, we have, we still have, um, you know, decisions uh, to make on the major league roster, and and then kind of figuring out our alternate site while also um, coordinating, uh, bringing you know, 120 or so players um, here to Northport um, in, in 10 days or so to begin minor league camp. So uh, a lot of different things going on that are all related in one way or another. Um, that. Uh, that, uh, you know, need to be sort of, uh, final planning needs to, needs to take place to make sure we're ready for all of those things. And, uh, you know, um, from, you know, getting this complex ready to making sure the alternate site, um, is, is, uh, prepped to go. Um, so I'd say this is a day slash week of, of, of a lot of, a lot of planning going on to make sure we're, uh, we're ready when all of our uh, players arrive. You know, when you're getting set over this next month, will there be more of an emphasis on how they produce over the next four weeks to determine where they might end up to start the season since there was no minor league season last year? Or do you go in with kind of a mindset of where players might be? Um, yeah. I mean, look, I think you always, you always have some, some idea, um, you know, and the last thing we want to do is overreact to, to uh, you know, a, a very short period of time. So I think we we have some ideas, but, you know, you also always need to take take into account the most recent information. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of our guys have, have really, uh, you know, dedicated themselves and, and taken some strides in, uh, in what was the longest offseason of their careers. So we're, we're really excited to see uh, – see some guys, uh, out here, um, you know, and, and sort of see, uh, see, see what they've, uh, what they've accomplished, uh, on their own. So, um, I'd say it's a mix, you know, I think we, we of course go in with, uh, with, with some ideas and, uh, of course, uh, you know, the best laid plans, um, uh, always seem to change a little bit. So, um, that's my that's my sort of uh, <laughs> on the fence answer there. <laughs> right. I understand, and obviously, you guys have had safety for your players at the top of the uh, top of mind over this past year. Intake, outtake, as far as players coming and going, how is that going? The COVID testing in Florida, because I mean, the numbers Major League Baseball releases uh, every week they look really, really good. Yeah, no, I mean, I just I I. I think our, our medical staff, uh, our coaching staff, everybody's just, everyone's done a really great job, uh, following all the protocols and, uh, taking this thing seriously. And, uh, you know, uh, things have, have gone well thus far. So I, I really, I can't, 
can't say enough good things about, um, you know, the whole medical group and, and how well they've, they've coordinated this whole thing. So, um, you know, and, and then, you know, that, that, that everyone else, the players, support staff, et cetera, have, have, uh, have, um, you know, done a really nice job and have been really consistent with, with everything that's been asked of them. So, um, you know, it's definitely different, but, uh, but, um, we've been able to, to, to kind of manage the newness of it all. And, uh, you know, we'll continue to do that. I know you can't get into specific players we might see in Mississippi this year, but give the fans here a little bit of an idea of what type of talent they'll be able to see this year on the field with the Atlanta Braves farm system still being one of the best farm systems in baseball. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, uh, without getting into specifics, because as we talked about, uh, you know, rosters certainly are far from being set, but I think, uh, you know, some of the young players we had at our alternate site last year have a chance to play in Mississippi. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously we, we invited some of, some of, uh, some of the guys we, we think have a real chance to impact the, the big league club down the road. So, um, I, I think, uh, you know, Mississippi Braves fans can look forward to, uh, to some of that group and, and then probably some other guys that, uh, that weren't at the alternate site, but, uh, you know, have either been here as non-roster invites in big league camp or, you know, are, uh, are arriving here in the next couple of weeks. So uh, I think it'd be a, it'll be a, uh, it'll be a fun group to watch. Last question. I'll let you go. Only uh, a five round draft last year. Those guys obviously uh, highly touted. You had, uh, you know, Jared Schuster and Spencer Strider, Bryce Elder, uh, one position player in Jesse Franklin. What about those guys? Are it's got to be crazy to be drafted then really have nothing yeah. to go to then. What about those guys? Yeah, no, I mean, they, they obviously, and this is baseball wide, they had a, they had a very unique uh, start to their pro careers. We were lucky enough to have them at, at various points uh, in Gwinnett, either during our alternate site or during our, uh, our, our short fall instructional league program. So um, we've been around them a little bit and, uh, you know, have tried to, again, do, do our best uh, in, in a unique environment to uh kind of begin their their uh their development as braves so um yep all all of those uh those drafted guys we've we've been around in person despite the the you know limitations of the last year and uh you know we look forward to uh having them in camp and seeing them go out and play their their first uh professional games well, Ben, uh, kudos uh, for, for the job you guys have done over this insane year and your first in the organization. Uh, hopefully we'll see you here in Mississippi throughout the year, and we look forward to, uh, to seeing some of the great talent uh, you have in, in the system this year. Absolutely. Thanks, Chris. Looking forward to it.